friends. Welcome to Life's a Dance, a podcast for the people who are looking to grow and learn. For those of us who want to be 1% better than we were the day before. I'm one of your hosts, Christina. And I'm Amy. We're here to share our life experiences with you in hopes you have an aha moment that will ignite that something special inside you. We are so happy you're here to go on this journey with us. So let's get started talking about all the stuff and the things. Ready? Hey guys, so this week we decided that we wanted to do Courage since it seemed like a really excellent place to start. And it took courage, right, for us to... Absolutely. (laughs) Just be like, yeah, so we're going to do a podcast. Yeah, we're going to open our lives up to the public. (laughs) um, So it's it's taking a lot of courage and it's definitely getting out of a comfort zone um, that we have as friends to be able to do this. So... The definition, the definition of courage is the ability to do something that frightens you, or frightens one. So here this we is, are. This is definitely something that I don't think we had like planned on mm-hmm. or thought that we would get to this point. But here we are, and when we're we're stoked, we're excited. We're, yeah. we're so excited to see this happening, and um, the people out there who have listened to the first one and shared. Shout out to you guys and the follows. We love it, but we want to kind of get into what courage has meant to us over the past years and Mm -hmm. what the steps we've taken, the things that we've kind of dealt with um, in having courage in certain situations and and maybe not so much in others and what we've learned from that. So um, to kind of start, what is it, when when was a situation you don't think that you've had... A lot of courage in your in. I think for me the cur it really started at the very beginning, which is, I mean even like at the beginning of our friendship because it took a lot for me to be okay like getting out of the funk that I was in because like I had mentioned previously like I did I was going through a divorce when we met, and um, and it. It took a lot for me to literally, like, put my big girl panties on and get off the couch and, like, go be with humans. Right, but then it also takes a lot of... It takes time. I mean, it's not something that we were definitely... Because I went... When I moved here in Wausau, when we were starting to hang out a lot, I went through a bad breakup. And so we were kind of going through a lot of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And we were learning through the process... And I think that's kind of what started our closeness, really, is that we were out having a lot of fun, but then the drive home was of whatever we were doing. And then we would talk on the phone, and it was the growth there. Yeah. Um, so that was, I, I understand. Yeah, it definitely, point. I think we both were in that, like, very, like, um, I guess it would be a scarcity mindset. Like, nobody knows what we're feel, what I feel like right now. Nobody understands the heartbreak I'm going through right now. Nobody gets it. But it's taking... It's stepping outside of your circle, basically, like that box that you put yourself in thinking nobody else gets where you're at, when really, in all reality, there are so many people that understand, Mm -hmm. like, heartache or loss, like, whether it's a relationship, a job, um, if you are somebody who does have money that is able to invest, like... 
it's there's so many things like you're not alone when it comes to to being in the in, those type of in the space that you are yeah right and it is it is talking about it and finding a safe space to be able to feel comfortable mm-hmm. to talk about it and that's where it takes courage to just like be <laughs> yes. like yeah so um this happened here's, or here's what's here's what's happening in my life yeah exactly and, and getting feedback and being open up open for that one of the situations i think for me to, to that i've learned and kind of embraced through life um is is kind of standing up to bullies i don't think oh i know for a fact when i was in high school it was a rough situation i'm sure for lots of people but i was bullied and i didn't stand up to them and i had friends that were were bullied and i didn't then take a stance to say something that was wrong and i feel like as life has gone through and the situations that we've been put in you learn how to to find your voice and make sure that you have your your feet to stand on in a in a platform to make sure you're doing yeah. it in the right light and so even so even now cuz for me as a kid like i was the kid that was very much like the protector of everybody mm-hmm. i definitely like took that older sibling like it, this is something my parents kind of like my family always like instilled was like it is your job as the older sibling to protect your younger sibling and so my job it's my job has always been the protector Mm -hmm. my job has always been the one to stand up for the person who maybe doesn't feel like they have the voice or um or somebody's talking bad about somebody. I'm always like I'm the very I'm very protective. You yeah, you always have been. And um like I'll fight people. <laughs> like if you're going to be like if you're going to be nasty to somebody, like I'm going to fight you. Right. And, and I think that's very, even more like, now you have that you have that mom. <sighs> and I do have to like kind of like reel it in. It's like reel it in, Amy, reel it in like Calm down, sister. Sometimes okay. it's what is it that it's, you say? Not my monkeys, not my circus. Yeah, not my monkeys, <laughs> not my circus. I very much like. Oh my gosh, it's yes. <laughs> okay, so on a, on a different note, then where is there been a time of a situation that you felt like was the most courageous? Is there um, when I had to protect myself and. Um, and and this goes because I really like like when I went through my divorce, I really needed somebody to um to protect me. And I think at the same time, like I kinda had this like that like Disney like princess like <laughs> thought of like love and that oh my prince charming's gonna come and he's blah blah blah, he's gonna protect me and blah, blah, blah. no. Oh that doesn't happen? No, I'm just I know <laughs> and and honestly and I mean even like even now being married like my husband and I have an excellent relationship but you can bet your bottom dollar there are like rounds that go like yeah. like ding ding like let's go and but I think that take but that also takes courage to be able to be vulnerable enough with that person Mm -hmm. to say, Hey, like this was said, or you used this tone 
that it really hurt me. Like, it hurt me that you said it in this way. And, And for that person to also have enough courage to be like, ooh, like... Right, to, to see how it came across, because mm-hmm. you definitely don't know sometimes. I've definitely yes. done that. And it it is, when you get called out on that, it hurts you to know that you hurt the other person. And, yeah. that's, not, and that's not what, you know, we want to do in life at exactly. all. And you have to have that, that trust of, we're going to, you know, we're going to get through this. Let's mm-hmm. talk it out. Let's, yes. you know, find our, our rhythm. And, you know, if we need you know, to go step outside for 10 minutes and think about things or clear your mind or whatever it is, then you understand that when you come back in, you can... In that space, I will also say something that I've learned, and this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with courage, but it's a good little piece of information that I have learned in my marriage now, is to be able to verbalize to the other person, hey, I I feel like this right now, I need a specific amount of time. So I need five minutes. And you, and literally only give yourself five minutes and then go back and have the conversation. It's that whole thing like, don't go to bed angry. Um, it may, it does make things worse because then you start to like stew. But I digress. <laughs> it's, it's a good lesson. It's just something that I've learned. Um, but going back to it, so it does, it has taken courage. For me to say that something is bothering me. Or even to tell somebody like, hey, you said, like, you did this. And this has, and even this is somebody at work. Um, somebody, like, if you're at the bar, if you're at a restaurant. Like, in all aspects, it's it's standing up for somebody and saying, like, hey, like, this came out. Maybe you didn't mean it this way. But just so you can think about it for the next time that it comes around. Right, and that's a, and that's a, a good way of bringing it up to that person, mm-hmm. I feel. Because I know you and I both, we're very, we don't sugarcoat things no. a lot of times. And it, if gets you a, know it does us, get us in a lot it gets of trouble. Us in, it gets us in some trouble, but um, it makes it also for our friendship that we definitely call each other out. And so then we have that, hey, like, you said that, but... You know, I want to either correct you or, you know, I felt this certain way about it. But having that trust between each other and the courage to be able to stand up to each other, knowing that you're not going to then beat the other person down um, really does does give us a really good foundation. And I think that people can take that into all aspects of life and their relationships, friends, coworkers, family. Yeah. And it is really everything uh, that it all plays a big part into well for you what is the what do you feel like is is the most courageous that you've been so this is this will be interesting and I've thought about this the last couple of days uh but when my first actual real boyfriend and I his name was Sam this was in high school um we were together I was like 17 years old mm-hmm. for like two weeks and I had already planned a three-week vacation out to Kentucky to go visit my family and stay with all of them by myself. He cheated on me while I was out there. And um, I stayed. And we talked about it. And we, I think he realized how he had hurt me. Um, and I feel, looking back, that that was extremely courageous because I think that the easy way out would have been to leave. 
So you had said that you've, um, that that made you feel courageous because you did choose to stay and that leaving would, was an easy way out. Um, how, how do you think that that has, that decision has affected, has, um, has made decisions the way. Like I look at things now. Yeah. So I feel for one, I don't think I make rash decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I think and I process and I, I have to question um, someone's motives or um, reasoning, I guess. I mean, okay. I don't think that <clears throat> he went in that to do that to me. I think it was, we were very new in the relationship. Well, and, and this his, was high school? Yeah. I mean, Both he of was, you were in high school? He, was, he had already graduated. I was a senior. I was in between my junior and senior year, and he had graduated, so he was a year okay. above, yeah, older than I was. And his life had changed, and um, so he went from being a single guy to in a relationship, and then I wasn't there. You know, I had left. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't have really anything super established other than going on a, a couple dates. Um, and then... Growing from that, we were together for three and a half years, and you know, we'll always be my first love. And yeah. we had a beautiful relationship, we grew so much together, we learned so much. And so, I'm thankful for me making that decision because it set the boundaries, it like, did right and away, it, and it and it gave us that trust and foundation mm-hmm. to move forward. Um, and I don't wish that it would have happened, but I do feel that I learned a lot yeah. and it took a huge step for me to take that trust and, and move forward and make that decision. So I think it was pretty courageous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would, back. <laughs> I would agree because I mean, even on the, on the flip sides with, with being my, with my first marriage, um, I did not stay married. Like, I mean, obviously like there was also the fact there was a lot of other factors that were involved that had come up through through the four years of our marriage that by the end of it, it was like, no. Like once that the, one was like broke the that, camel's back. Yes, yeah. exactly. And we so, get into that another time. <laughs> but, that, but again, that's the whole like, you stand up for yourself, stand up for yourself, stand up for what, what you feel is right. And eventually, eventually you have to have the courage to know when enough is enough. Right. That's absolutely, and that's, absolutely true. And it's really cool that, I mean, it is unfortunate, obviously, that that happened in the first place. But to be able to say, like, no, this is a this is a hard no for me. This is not something that, um, that I am ever going to be okay with moving forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I think, and that is super, super awesome. So into the next question and what you just said actually is, is huge because I want to talk about the most courageous people that we know and you are one of them oh. because of doing stuff, you know, standing up to that point and, and putting yourself first at that point in your mm-hmm. life, especially being so young and then moving, like you moved from Texas back to Albuquerque <laughs> um, and you know, you had to take that take that stand and go through that that part in life and it it shows a lot of character which i mean and that actually took courage of of my parents because i was destroyed like of course. at that of point course. in my life like absolutely destroyed 
Um, and so it actually did take a lot of courage of my parents who are probably like, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people in, in my life that have, have been influencers to me on how to be the person that I am being my parents, my grandparents, my friendships, you Mm -hmm. being the biggest part of that friendship, even like, and then my husband and and my in-laws and there's so many factors of that have made me the person that I am um but I think it did take a lot of courage and I see it now as a parent that um that it took a lot of courage for my parents to come to Lubbock and be like no you're coming back to Albuquerque because I was mad Oh, well, of course. <laughs> I did not want to come back to Albuquerque. I wanted to stay in Texas. Um, I wanted, I had was working really hard at figuring out, like, a house to live in. I could do it myself. I really, like, I'm very much, uh, like... On your own. Yeah. I do, do it myself. <laughs> it's fine. Like, let me be. Like, I'm, I am a very independent person. I have learned over the years that it is okay to le- lean on people. Um, but it, it did take a lot of courage, I think, for my parents to come to Lubbock and say, we really feel this is what is going to be best for you. Because I was in my early 20s. I think I was, let's see, I must have been 20, I think I was 22. It was like, I feel like all those years, like, everything just kind of like smushes together. Yeah. Well, and that's, um, and that's a young time when we really, you know, we don't know who we really we don't are. Really, We're figuring yeah. it out. Exactly. And that that's a huge step to take that yeah. you know, big move. But And you did have them as a, a very big support system and rock oh, to be able to be there. Huge. I mean. It's good. So huge. So I, I do, like I said, see it now as a parent, how much courage that took. Because you also, as a parent, you want your kids to be able to do things on their own. Right. And um and you work for that every year like every day mm-hmm. for them to do just a little bit more. It's hard to watch them <laughs> do that like you, I mean even now like Ronan is putting stuff in a microwave like <laughs> he's 3 and he's 3. <laughs> and it's like what is happening like you were just a baby. I mean I even had this conversation with my sister-in-law yesterday about my nephew like right they're there's they're always gonna be our baby I don't anyways but um I think honestly though like my parents are probably the most courageous that I've ever seen because they also too um my dad joined the air force before he was 18 oh wow cool um I think he was like oh what's I can't remember the exactly details but I think he basically like had like pre-signed I don't know the technical terms right but he was uh, he was enlisted before he was graduated high school that's awesome it's amazing and and then my my mom had a horrific car accident like got t-boned um and it and had to have had to be like completely reconstructed which has always been a conversation with my mom and I, like, about, uh, I mean, and this could be a whole other topic, is perseverance. True. Absolutely. Um, because she was an Olympic 
caliber swimmer. Like she had scholarships to colleges, to full ride scholarships, and she got T-boned and took that away. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I know. Absolutely crazy. And so how much courage does it take to, I mean, those life changes happen like in a blink of an eye. Yeah, you have to, and how are you going to handle it? What mm-hmm. are you going to do? What are you going to do? And what your mom done has done. Oh, then? she's, yeah, I mean, now. Absolutely incredible. Like, now she's a principal, and she just, the influence that she has on these high school kids that she's part, I mean, she's just, she, my mom is, like, probably, like, <laughs> Yeah, so my mom is the answer yeah, to the same question. I was say. Absolutely. I mean, both of my parents have just done incredible things and stepped outside of their comfort zones and what amazes me about my mom now is her just I mean you can't no one can come across my mom and not just be like she's just so wonderful (laughs) and she just basically adopts every single one of my friends I mean even growing up and everybody was like our moms were like made to be moms yeah like the top the top hovering mom of like ever had a you know a little bit of a touch in everybody's life Mm -hmm. and she can sit down and just make you feel comfortable and she gives the great advice and and she she came from a you know a hundred acre farm in kentucky Mm -hmm. growing up having pigs and cows and having to grow vegetables and you know where she grew up there's a one-room schoolhouse and she was the second youngest of 10 and it's just amazing to to know one that outhouses and like not having tvs are our parents generation oh i know compared to what in the world is now but she's she's the best she's just a wonderful mom and she's a wonderful grandmother and she she goes out and hangs out with my nephews and she'll like make up stories about you know trekking through the like forest and there's like dinosaurs and stuff and she and it's just opening up horizons and and visions and just to have she's so cute (laughs) she's she's so fun and she's always positive i don't know how she does that but it's just she just finds the best and her quote that she's always said is like don't worry until you have something to worry about. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just awesome to like, let's not think about what over there could be a problem. It's, you know, just handle today and now. Yeah. Worry about what you yeah. can s- worry about the, what you can see, like what's right in your grasp. Right. Absolutely. Um, my friend, one of another really good friend of mine, she taught me this was, um, if you can't control it, you can't change it. And you didn't cause it, don't worry about it. Right. That's huge. Oh, it changed. Like, I have I that mean, same quote at my work, in my office. Oh, funny. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's 100% accurate. It, I mean, and that's... It's a daily, yeah. it's a daily reminder. Mm-hmm. And it's just, okay, well, whatever's happening over there with that coworker, Yeah. Or with that situation is yeah, not... Yeah, the customer, the... Right. Like, if something, like, for right now, I'm dealing with, like, shipping things. Because everybody and their grandma is buying stuff. Because if you're listening to this in real time, obviously, like, you know, like, there's a crazy, like, crazy pandemic going on. It's a a pandemic. A pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) And and everything is just behind. But if you're listening to this later, I mean, it is 
now like day 10 million of the quarantine quarantine <laughs> and oh my gosh and shipping is just insane but yeah everybody's anything. ordering on amazon and like and i'm dealing with shipping getting products to my customers and i have a customer who ordered at the beginning of july and it like got delivered but then it got sent back and it's and it's one of those like okay can i be like freaking out like chicken little right. or do I just okay like stay in communication with this customer like I'm so sorry this is happening yada yada and and that kind of stuff honestly like it stresses me out because it's also that like I want to please people right back to what you were saying mm-hmm. earlier and right and so I I'm obviously not the one out of your hands. actually <laughs> shipping I'm not the one that's actually delivering and so I just have to just stay calm just breathe absolutely take a deep breath and breathe yeah um, there's a really good quote and i think we're both gonna kind of meet in the exact same spot um with a quote that says it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to your enemies mm-hmm. but a <laughs> but much it's a bigger deal to stand up to your friends and that's yes. straight from like harry potter <laughs> and of course if you're a harry potter fan you know exactly what we're talking about but it is it's absolutely true. It really is. Um, because it's actually the hardest to stand up to the people that you care about the most. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the most beneficial. Oh, for sh- hands down. Yeah. I think like, that's... hands down. Right. Um, gosh, I... The first time I think I heard that was... I mean, well, the first time I heard it and versus hearing it over and over because obviously like reading the books over and over and leave and the watching the movies and the movies, it has definitely hit different every single time because, um, in the amount of growth that has happened from over the past, even just 13 years, um, a lot of people have come and gone mm-hmm. in that. Very true. And and sometimes to separate yourself from from people to grow in to become that next level of yourself is right. terrifying. It's super terrifying to especially to, if you're a pleaser. Like <laughs> yes. To to make sure that the people that surround you are are feeding into your lives. And I think it took a lot of time for us to each realize that there are some, or there were some toxic people mm-hmm. in our lives that weren't contributing and were bringing us down or just bringing a lot of negativity that we didn't want. And so I think it, it was, it was very, it's a huge, huge aspect of, of being courageous to, to kind of remove yourself from that type of influence. So, so I even, as you, the listener, I challenge you to think about this. Like, who were the five people that you are closest closest to um, that you are getting the most um, basically conversation with time with? And it doesn't have to be necessarily somebody that you're in physical proximity with. It could be um, even somebody like in your office that that is influencing you in some way. Um, and even on social media. Yes, that was exactly. Yeah. So, um, this is that whole thing, like looking left and right, who are you 
following on Instagram? Who are you following on on Facebook, on TikTok? Because TikTok is obviously huge. like a huge thing. And, but um, but who are the people that are pouring into you? What are you listening to? What kind of music are you listening to? My mom used to always tell me, and I would just roll my eyes. She would always say, show me your five closest friends and I'll tell you who you are. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And and I honestly, the reason it bothered me so much at the time was because the people that I was involved with weren't (laughs) weren't probably the best (laughs) people to be involved with. And now I, I hear that in my head and it's like, okay, like, who were... Who am I following? Because if I'm following a bunch of people who are really good at makeup or really like the perfect Pinterest mom. (laughs) Yeah. For you, super skinny. Like any of those people, if I am feeling like, if I feel inadequate looking at those things, then I need to remove that. Absolutely. Because those things, there's... You have to know that you are enough. No matter what, you were specifically created to be who you are. You have your own desires of your heart that that are yours and yours alone. Because what you also don't know is the person that you are following, what kind of insecurities does that person have? Because they're comparing themselves to somebody. And then that person that they're comparing, they're comparing themselves. And it just is this trickle down and so you have to really stay in your own lane. Mm-hmm. And and that takes a lot of, it takes a lot of courage to stay in your own lane and be like, nope, I'm this like, who, I'm doing me. This is the person I want to grow mm-hmm. to be. And have, have the direction of where you want to be that, that path of, um, not the path of least resistance, because honestly, that is not going to get you anywhere. Um, You are going to have to get down in the mud and be bogged down because then you grow outside of that. And it just, it takes a lot to, um, to do. It's, it's hard. Don't ever think it's going to be easy because it's. And it's an everyday thing. mm -hmm. And this is that 1% we talk about is just Mm -hmm. like what 1% growth or learning or change do you want to continue to see? Mm -hmm. And I think that's an, that's an everyday you know, struggle while you're, whether you're dealing with a customer at work or you're dealing with, um, you know, someone, you know, an extended family member that you can't necessarily just not have around in your life is, is having the courage to, to be who you truly are mm-hmm. on the inside and stand up for what you do believe, um, especially in a kind of divided world that we have right now. So I, I also, you know, suggest to you to just, you know, Get rid of negativity if that's not what you you know want around and to see all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely put a lot of um, unfollows recently because I just don't want to see a lot of of negativity in my life, and did, I just want to be more positive. Yeah. Did you ever um, watch the what was it uh, Marie Kondo? The oh, yeah. it brings joy. Like Absolutely. seriously, like Marie Kondo, your life, guys. Like if oh. it doesn't bring you joy. Peace out, man. Say thank you for what it has brought. <laughs> yes. And then, bye bye. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. I sorry. We're, obviously, I am a toddler mom, and even frozen. though he's a boy, how many times? Oh gosh, Frozen is like the jam. Gosh, 
So yeah, so I think that that's a a good way to kind of open up your eyes and see uh, what what influences you have. We all have these struggles to deal with together. Um, talk about the situations in life that you're going through. Have that courage to step out of that box. I mean, this podcast mm-hmm. is definitely a huge step for both of us. And well, I know, like listening that if you guys are listening to this and you're just feel lost on how to even maybe take a step like by all means like reach out to us absolutely um we only know what we know because we ask questions right and we listen to a lot of people Mm -hmm. we listen to so many audiobooks so many podcasts and then we we take what we each learn from that Mm -hmm. just a little bit from each here and there and then we talk to each other about it and talk to our friends and talk to family and just hope that it it kind of um is a trip goal effect into yeah to other lives and And then we thought had we had what we're talking about now when we were 23 24 years old i think it would have kind of opened our eyes just a little bit more in a different direction to see things differently well and i've said that even so with me i'm involved with my church and I have my small groups that I meet with and I have people that are that I am connected with that are like-minded in in those aspects and so I do whenever I am in a really hard place like I do spend time praying and and reading scripture and and talking too but I like you said like I feel like if I would have been involved in that stuff and had that direction a lot earlier I mean there's a lot of there are things that happened in life that probably would not have happened but at the same time like going back to the whole like joy part of it like I do appreciate every hard thing that has happened molds us to who we are oh for sure for sure I agree I think that it's a good it's a good foundation so yeah, think about that though, guys. Think of where, um, who you're giving your time to, and who is taking your time. Because time is the only thing you cannot get back. Mm-hmm. It's it's the only commodity you cannot buy. You cannot. It just <laughs> I know. Time it's, is time is yours. Be precious. And with you it. and and it's once it's gone, it's gone. So. Have some courage, guys. Be courageous. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. Click subscribe so you get notifications of new episodes. We'd also love it if you'd share, rate, and review. You can find us on Instagram at Life's a Dance Podcast, and you can email us at Life's a Dance Podcast at gmail.com for any sort of suggestions, ideas, and people you'd like to hear from. It means the world to us that you did take the time to listen today, and we appreciate every single one of you. We hope that this challenges you to go out and reach for that 1% more.